You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode three of this season's Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to be joined on the phone by the author of the bulletin. It is Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, morning, yeah, not doing too bad, plenty of uh, plenty of football to talk about and, and write about, so yeah, back in the swing of things big time now. Absolutely right, I mean, it was an absolute bumper, um, well, week, wasn't it, really? I mean, we're going to talk about the, the FA Cup um, uh, in uh, in a minute, and I mean, there was plenty of FA Cup football for our sides um, at the weekend, um, but actually, I mean, we had a really busy section of fixtures um, in the week as well, didn't we? Yeah, we did, we did. I think teams quite enjoyed playing. Um, early season and during the week, sort of getting back into the swing of things and what have you. So, yeah, um, plenty of goals and plenty of plenty of games. Um, yeah, to, to look back on and. I mean, one of the things I've been really pleased to see is the fact that we've had some fantastic crowds. Yeah, um, I mean, I know not every club's been necessarily blessed with with that, but I mean, given that we've had a couple of games in quick succession, and mm-hmm. that the, you know we're still still well, it has felt like we've been in the summer. Um, you would you know you wonder how that's going to affect the gate, but I suppose even midweek football, you know, if there's, if it's a, you get a, you get a nice late evening, you know, if it's pleasant sunshine and you can have a beverage at the side of the pitch, it's, it's not a bad way of spending a, 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 an afternoon or an evening even. No, indeed, quite a lot of three figure attendances already, so yeah, it's really good to see, and hopefully, hopefully that sort of continues. Um, I think the midweek games, as I say, I know looking ahead, there aren't as many. Uh, over the next few few weeks and months, so maybe, maybe yeah, maybe people are getting out and getting them in whilst they can. Well, that's right. I mean, interestingly enough, of course, we've already had a couple of postponements, haven't yeah. we? So, um, I mean, that just goes to show it's crazy, isn't it, really, to think that we had all those postponements because of the, the wind and the rain and the, and the snow, and now we're getting them because of the baking hot pitches. But, yeah. I mean, we, we have had a bit of precipitation recently, so hopefully that will help um, the playing services. Anyway, that's enough of me talking about the weather. Um, <laughs> why don't we move on and start with a fantastic match on Tuesday, the seventh of August, Bridgewater Town at home to Buckland Athletic, um, and I mean this. This was well, I think it was the biggest crowd actually of the uh, of the entire period we're looking at. Yeah, indeed, uh, and obviously Bridgewater, having had their first game uh, postponed on the weekend, were, were well, this was their opening game, so a two 0 win for them at home to Buckland, just what they needed. Uh, Jake Llewellyn had scored both of the goals, uh, heading them ahead in the first half. Uh, and then adding a volley after the break. Uh, so, yeah, giving Bridgewater a, a great start to their season. Obviously, home form probably be pretty crucial for them. So, yeah, 2-0 win over Buckland. And the football continued then in the first division, and again a fantastic tie. Uh, two of the sides that you know we've been talking about previewing this season, two sides that have done so well in previous seasons, and two sides that we know are targeting those promotion places. It was Canesham against Cheddar. Yeah, this was obviously probably the pick of the ties of the early season, so we don't quite know how teams are going to uh, do this season. But yeah, I mean, Cheddar made an absolutely electric start. A 3 0 win away at Canesham, who obviously were top after the first few fixtures. So yeah, I mean, Cheddar, uh, Christian Bell putting them ahead pretty early on, uh, and then it was substitute Reese Ferguson came off the bench to score twice in the final 20 minutes, I think. So yeah, rounding off a pretty comp- comprehensive win for them. So they currently sit top of the table looking at it. I know it's early, early days, but uh, yeah. A fantastic start for the Chiefs, man. 
It is a fantastic start for the Cheesemen, and also, that, given that they featured on last week's podcast, it's good to see that the curse of the podcast may well have been laid to rest, because, um, frankly, that, that was a game where the form book, perhaps, particularly going away to Canesham's pitch, um, you know, that's been the, that's been the, uh, the killer of many a, a, a good side, a good form side, um, but, um, but they, uh, they, they, they triumph there in impressive style. Anyway, we, we move on to Wednesday, the 8th of August, and, you know, in our new format, Tom, we're, we're trying to just pick out a few of the game so we sort of we don't sound like the vidi printer but on this occasion i mean we could talk about every single match in the premier division on wednesday the 8th of august it was goals 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 galore yeah i mean i didn't know where to where to, where to look because i mean it was just as you say goals were pretty much flying everywhere uh, i think each game uh, there was yeah i mean i don't know what the average was for the evening but especially in the premier division absolute an influx of goals uh, hengrove putting seven past shortwood uh, braces for jamie walker Sorry, braces for uh, Brandon Fahili, Luke Crew, and Craig Parson in that one. Uh, Willand, another Devon Derby win for them. So they started with two Devon Derbies, obviously beat Buckland on the opening day, and then a 4-0 win at home to, to Plymouth Park, and that was Luke Mortimer uh, scoring a hat-trick for them. So a fantastic win for Willand. There were six goals at Westbury, uh, where Dan Kovacs fired a hat-trick uh, to help them to a 4-2 win over Shepton. Uh, there was a 4-3 at the Hand Stadium. Uh, Clevedon leaving it pretty late uh, to beat Bridlington there. And I think it was uh, Lucas Valves who scored in the 89th minute. So, yeah, seven goals there at the Hand Stadium. And then also a two-all draw between Cadbury Heath and Roman Glass. Obviously, Roman Glass promoted last season. They started pretty well. Definitely know how to, to find the back of the net. But it was uh, Matt Huxley and Simon McElroy. They, I think they scored plenty of goals for the, for the Heath this season. And they both scored in the second half uh, to overturn the, the half-time deficit there. And, uh, yeah, that one finished two-all, so, as you say. Um, yeah, goals galore on, uh, on Wednesday evening. And, of course, um, healthy attendances as well for that, and those people won't have gone home unhappy. Uh, well, uh, I suppose they might have done if their, their side was on the end of a bit of a shoeing. But, um, you know, plenty of entertainment to be had. Um, but the biggest crowd of all was in the first division and uh, and Sherbourne Town and recorded uh, recorded a win against Chard. Yeah, uh, that was, uh, yeah, another win for them. Uh, it was... Uh, Tim Trevor scoring the only goal of that game. Sorry, yeah, Tim. Uh, yeah, one 0 win over Chard, and yeah, Sherborne certainly uh, enjoying enjoying early form in, in August, which is really good to see. Oh, yeah, over 200 people at that game, so that's yeah. uh, excellent support um, for uh, for Sherborne. Now then, we move on to um, the FA Cup, and uh, it was the extra preliminary round. Um, for many of our sides, I think uh, quite a few teams w- which we ran through on last week's podcast were sort of in all Western League um, affairs, which of course is a bit of a shame because it's it's interesting, particularly I suppose if you can get a home draw um, to uh, to to take on um, uh, perhaps an unknown side. And uh, well, Bitten um, did exactly that, didn't they, Tom? Yeah, indeed. They've made an absolutely terrific start to the season, and that yeah, very much continued. Uh, a seven-nil thrashing of Tavistock, and I believe Tavistock aren't that bad. As I think John Paul, uh, the league chairman, was there, and he sort of mentioned that uh, Tavistock probably won't have that bad a result all season. So yeah, Bitten really uh, hitting hitting form perfectly, perfectly early in the season. Uh, Mario Mateus, Ben Harrison, Josh Egan uh, put them into a three-goal lead, and then it was Ben Bamman. He's looked like an absolutely brilliant signing so far. He's got a hat trick after the break, uh, yeah, to, to complete the route there, and um, yeah. Keep Bitten uh, very much uh, looking looking forward in, uh, well, I suppose I could, three competitions I'll still be in now, so yeah, uh, a fantastic one for Bitten. 
Yeah, well, that eye-catching result was all the excuse I needed to get back in touch with their manager, Dan Langdon. And uh, I started off by asking Dan um, how much he knew about Tavistock, the visitors, to Bitten on Saturday. Uh, yeah, we've done our research um, through your usual sort of Twitter and, and their club website and, and stuff like that. So um, it was obviously a little bit of a gamble. We didn't know what to expect entirely, but so we did do a, a bit of basic research and we knew some of their players, such as Glenn Hobbs at top, and you know we dealt with him before whilst he was a, on a loan spell at Wooden last season. So, yeah, we knew a little bit about them, but obviously we just... Um, the way we set up for the game was just to go and attack them and, and you know, just sort of just get out of them, really. Because traditionally, teams in that part of the world are, are, are pretty strong, aren't they? So you, you must have been absolutely delighted with the uh, with the 7 0 scoreline. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we went in half time 2 0 up. Um, our message at half time was to go and get the next goal. Um, you know, we're choosing up now, they've got to come and beat us. Let's be hard to beat. And uh, within four minutes of the second half, we got the third. And then. Um, we were just relentless then really we didn't give up we kept going and, and kept getting our rewards well I mean it's a great way isn't it to kick off your FA Cup campaign of course the FA Cup's a fantastic competition particularly for the fans is it a distraction for you this season or are you are you looking forward to a bit of a run in the competition yeah I mean for us we're just going to take it this season one game at a time um, so obviously to, to get as far as we can in the FA Cup is, is everyone sort of non-league dream um, and in terms of the league campaign you know, we want to finish harder than we did last season which was 10th so as I said we're just taking it game by game and whatever fixture that may be we'll go out to try and win that game Now last season was your first as the full manager of, of Bitten um, yeah. and it was I mean it was, a, it was a, certainly an interesting um, season for you I think we'll probably have a little bit of a chat about that in a minute but I mean what were the biggest lessons you learnt from the experience last, last time round? Um, I don't know about myself um, and how you deal with deal with players really um, at this level. You know, previously I've been managing our reserve team, um, where I was a little less serious, if you like. Um, so obviously, being you know this sort of level of football, you're dealing with different types of characters every week, and um, so I think that's the biggest lesson I learned was was probably how to man manage players a little bit better this time round. I mean, when we last uh, when we last spoke, I can remember you telling me about you were you were quite disappointed with your team's home form. I think things actually did pick up after um, after we spoke, but um, you've scored nine goals in two home games so far this season. Do you think you've put that problem to bed? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've tried as well at training as much as we could in the summer to train on the pitch um, to work that to our advantage. Um, so yeah, hopefully this season we get a bit of better support as well, which helps this year. Um, so people are getting behind us on the sideline, and that's all played a massive part in the home games being a bit of a bit of a fortress for us at home this year. Now, um, so far, I mean, obviously we're only a couple of weeks in um, to the season, but there's already been a lot of talk from the interviews I've done so far about the strength of the Devon clubs. Are those the yeah. teams that you think you'll be watching out for? Are they going to be the ones competing at the top of the Premier Division this season? Uh, I think especially so early on it's, it's hard to say um, I think the standard of the league's improved massively um, even when I was involved with managing at this level I was always watching it and um, sort of you know keeping an eye on it so I don't think you can call it to be honest there's, there's a lot of good local clubs as well um, so no I think, I think it's true to say in, in truth 
I mean, you've got a very experienced and talented squad. I think it would be fair to say that there'd be a fair few managers out there who'd be quite jealous of, um, of, of the riches that you have at your, your disposal. Um, last season, you were capable of giving anybody a game, but you, you did come up short a few times against the lesser teams. I suppose you're the, you, could, you could argue that you're the Liverpool of, um, of, the, uh, of the Western League. I mean, is that a fair analysis? Um, in terms of you know, people saying about the riches of the club, I think people got to remember we are only a small village club um, with very few rooftops around us, and I think as a club, being punched above their weight massively, um, which I think is a good credit to the club that we can compete in such a tough league. Um, and in terms of the not doing so well against the so-called lesser teams last season, I think as a manager you've got to take some responsibility. Um, especially this time round, to make sure the players are up for those games, and I got to make sure I keep them on their toes to to compete with everybody this year, not just the not just the so-called bigger teams. But if you can put that right, um, then you really uh, really are in it with a good shot of being there or thereabouts come the end of the season. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, uh, myself and Rob Sage, my assistant manager, we've set our targets purely to finish hard in last season, um, and obviously a good cut run would be nice in especially at Les Phillips this year, the club's never got to the final of that one. So I'd like to have a, a good go at that. And, you know, obviously with the league campaign, it is what it is really, but we were not, um, we're not there to make the numbers up. We are there to compete and, and challenge. Well, you've got two um, games coming up that will um, test your home form. Hengrove and Roman Glass, I, I, I think both will go well um, in the Premier Division this season. But, I mean, you're obviously going to want to continue your good start to the season so are you looking at maximum points from both of those games yeah you know of course you, you want to win every game you know I know for a fact um, Angrove and their managers he's really well organised um, you know they're, they're a well structured team and you know they had a great season last year finished above us so you can't take them for granted you know they'll come to bit and want to cause an upset as well and obviously with Roman Glass with um, Andy Gurney their manager you know ex-professional That'll be another team that'll be well drilled, well organised. So we have to be our absolute best to to take maximum points. But of course, that's what we want to do. I mean, it is a good time to be watching football at Bitten, now, isn't it? I mean, I'm hoping that your your gates um, will uh, reflect the success and the quality that you're uh, enjoying on the pitch. Yeah, no, you know, absolutely. So we've had some uh, really good home support. Uh, we travelled to Bradford last Wednesday night and. We took about 40 out there with us, so um, it is, I think you know, the better you do on the pitch, the better your gates are. You know, no one wants to see a team not getting beat every week, do they? Let's be honest. So it's important we keep doing well on the pitch. And my thanks to Dan for his time. Uh, now, another um, game which actually had more goals than the, the Bit and Tavistock encounter, if such a thing was possible. Um, Canesham made the trip to Bodmin. It is, and uh, yeah, they brilliant attitude from them to come back time after time. I think Bobman continued to take the lead, but it was, yeah, the case obviously pretty disappointing result in midweek, but yeah, uh, continued to fight back. Uh, goals from Cameron Shawnee, Matt Brown and Lee Pittman, helping them sort of, yeah, they get seemed to be going 1-0 down, then tying it up and what have you. But yeah, 4-3 down, going into uh, the very last couple of minutes and then it's A.D. Harvey, Harvey sorry, grabbing a header. Uh, really late equalisers, but they've got a replay uh, during the week. Uh, home to Bodmin, so obviously they're on their travels on the weekend. So, yeah, uh, brilliant from Kenshin to keep themselves in the competition. Four will draw that. 
seven goals at Bradford Town. Bradford, of course, who did so well in um, in the cup competitions, in particular the uh, the Vars uh, last season. Um, plenty of upheaval at the uh, Wiltshire Club, but um, and, you know, and a disappointing result, it would have to be said, for them uh, in the week. But they bounced back in impressive form against fellow Toolstation Western League Premier Division side Roman Glass. Yeah, indeed, a 5-2 win uh, eventually for Bradford. I think it was two all going into the last 20 minutes, but it was uh, very much uh, a case of, yeah, a couple of late goals, uh, swaying the tide in their, their fashion. Uh, so it was uh, two goals from Tyler Sibick early on, helping them uh, to go in, go in two all at the break, so a pretty good first half. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, as I say, they pushed on pretty late. Uh, Mark Robinson, Connor McKay, and then Martin Lenahan came off the bench, uh, yeah, helping them secure their place in the next round of 5-2 win over Roman Glass. Cadbury Heath were also involved in an all-Western League tie. Uh, they travelled to Brislington. Yeah, indeed. So, obviously, two draws for them so far uh, in the league for, for Cadbury Heath this season. But, yeah, managed to uh, claim, a, claim a 2-1 win away at Brislington uh, in the Cup. It was very late. It was Sasha Tong who, yeah finished last season pretty well. Uh, he scored six minutes in time to, to give them the 2-1 win, overturning a 1-0 deficit to yeah, beat Bridlington and book their spot in the next round, which is uh, fantastic for the Heath. Now, uh, one side that we thought we were going to be talking about an awful lot at the beginning of the season. In fact, we have talked about them an awful lot over the last couple of podcasts. It's Buckland Athletic. And um, and the visitors to Buckland were Pusey Vale. Yeah, indeed. Uh, but, uh, yeah, pretty easy win for Buckland. A 3-0 Three 0 triumph for them at home to Pusey Vale, uh, and it was goals from Lewis Tasker, Dan Harrison, and Nick Rudge, uh, handing them, handing them the victory, and yeah, moving them on uh, through to the next round. So good, good, good stuff from Buckland. Uh, Cheddar, they entertained Premier Division Bridgewater Town. We've been talking about Cheddar and their good start to the season. It's an ambitious club, and uh, well, they really, um, they really proved just how ambitious they are with that result, Tom. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure over the weekend, I believe this is their first ever win in the FA Cup. I found that quite hard to believe, but if it is, what a fantastic result for them. 3-2 at home to Bridgewater, uh, a brilliant match. Uh, Bridgewater fell behind pretty early, but then responded through uh, Jack Taylor. Cheddar then going ahead again for Adam Jones. Uh, but then early in the second half, the Premier, uh, the Premier Division side managed to get back on level terms again. Uh, header from Josh White. Uh, but it was Cheddar, yeah, who made their way through to the next round. It was Danny Danny Griffiths who scored their winner. So yeah, uh, an absolutely marvellous three to win uh, for the Cheesemen again. And they yeah, three games, three wins so far this season. So uh, yeah, all, all, all the success to them so far. Well, another Western Leagues uh, tie that um, that caught my eye was um, Plymouth Parkway's visit to Hengrove. Hengrove are a side that we uh, we think we should be keeping an eye on this season because they certainly had a very strong. Um, finish to last season's campaign. Good side. Plymouth disappointed in the week with that heavy defeat away at Willen, but uh, it was uh, it was Plymouth Parkway who uh, who were inflicting the pain at Hengrove. Yeah, indeed. At the uh, yeah, at the excellently named Paprika Park. Now uh, it was a, yeah five one win for Plymouth Parkway. So that game definitely, from what we've seen so far, definitely seems to include a lot of goals, which is uh, yeah good to see. Uh, a five one win, as we say, away at Hengrove. Uh, Adam Carter scoring twice pretty early on, uh, before then an own goal from Jordan Trot uh, did give Hengrove a, a slight slight chance, uh, but it was Plymouth, yeah, they ran away with it later on. Stuart Yetton, uh, Conor McCauley and Mike Williams adding some goals, uh, yeah, to, to complete the 5-1 win there for, for the Parkway. And we round up our FA Cup summary by having a look at uh, Westbury United. Of course, they had a good win in the week. We talked about that uh, in the Premier Division, and they were up against Premier Division opposition in the form of Cribs uh, in that uh, FA Cup extra preliminary round. 
Yeah, indeed. And I think uh, I think they've had all three games at home so far. Westbury, so obviously they're enjoying enjoying that. And it was a yeah another win, a three 0 triumph this time over Cribs. Uh, Dan Kovac scoring it again, uh, and also goals from Steve Holbert and Jamie Jordan uh, from long range. So yeah, a three 0 win over Cribs in uh, yeah pretty tough conditions from all accounts. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Toolstation. But it's a... Uh... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Toolstation website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock, hit this button, thanks hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get out of the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect another helping hand from Toolstation. Your best mate for the job. Well, FA Cup football wasn't the only football going on on Saturday. There were games in our first division, and one match that caught my eye um, was um, Bishop's Lydia. They've had a good start to the season. They were at home to Chippenham Park. Yeah, indeed. Uh, back-to-back home wins, uh, which is really good. Uh, struck three times in the closing stages uh, to round out a 4-1 win uh, home to Chippenham Park. Yeah, so uh, they'd gone ahead pretty early through uh, Mark Clooney uh, before Alfie Presley uh, levelled things. Uh, with just 20 minutes left on the clock, so Chippenham Park looking like they could have done enough to, to get the draw. Uh, but then Bishop Lydiard, um, yeah, got back to it and goals from Mark Cornish, Luke DeSave, and then Harry Miller pretty late on uh, helped them uh, yeah, to complete another win, a 4-1 uh, triumph home to Chippenham Park. Well, that was an eye-catching result for me in the First Division, so I got in touch with Brett Andrews, the manager of Bishop's Lydiard, and I asked him about that uh, win at the weekend. Yeah, delighted with the uh, way the boys responded after uh, you know an opening day defeat. Um, Saturday saw probably some of the best football I've seen them play since I've taken over, and to score four goals was uh, an added bonus. Well, you've bounced back, didn't you, from that disappointment against um, Sherborne? You've had two home games and um, two home wins, so um, you, uh, you you well, you can't say fairer than that. No, delighted with the uh, response to. Uh, say the uh, disappointment of an opening day defeat um, and hopefully we can take that into Saturday's game you know with another home game against uh, Bristol Telephones yeah we'll have a we'll have a chat about that a bit um, a bit later in the interview but um, I, I was remembering our conversation last season and I um, you're an ambitious manager um, but sort of realistically so and um, at the time I think when we spoke you'd said that you you know you'd wanted the team to target a top six finish but uh, certainly the the end of the season and we, we, we know we know about the weather disruption but um, um, uh, it, it, actually your form could best be described as consistently inconsistent so are, are you hoping for better things this season yeah well certainly from uh, that point of view we do need to add consistency um, I think when you're working with a relatively small squad of players you only need one or two injuries or work commitments uh, to greatly affect um, you know the squad or the team selection, and that certainly hampered us towards the end of last year. Uh, have you got a, a target in mind for where you're where you'd like the side to finish this season? Yeah, again, we'll be targeting a top six finish, and I think the quality that the lads have, they deserve to get there. But we need to add, as I said earlier, consistency to our performances throughout the whole of the season, and I think um, top six gets us uh, entry into the FA Cup competition which I think would be an, another great achievement for a club of the size of Bishop's Lydiard. So how did your pre-season go this season? I mean, you've been in charge. I know. I think, I think actually, if, if you include the, uh, the spell in the, uh, in the county league, you've been in charge um, for about four years. So w- did, you have a, did you have a good um, pre-season? 
Yeah, we've had a um, sensible pre-season with um, mixed results, but um, as with all pre-seasons, it's more about sort of getting player fitness together, looking at this different systems, shape to the side of how we're going to play throughout this season. So I was um, relatively pleased with uh, how it went. Good. Now, you've got Bristol Telephones coming up. Um, you mentioned that earlier. And then you've got Cheddar, and they've, um, they've started with a real bang as well. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a, a difficult, um, difficult week or so, isn't it, for, um, um, for you? It will be, but one we look forward to and one we should be going into certainly Saturday's game with confidence after the last two games, although obviously complacency can set in, um, which I hope won't. Um, so, yeah, we'll go into Saturday looking for three points at home, um, and hopefully another good display. I mean, when you look at the... Uh, I know it's quite it was far too early to be looking at the league tables now, but, um, I mean, are there teams that um, uh, um, you're not concerned about coming up against, but you know will be there or thereabouts come the end of the season? Teams you know will give you a difficult game this season? Well, I think um, starting with Cheddar, uh, they've obviously started well. They're always a, a good well-drilled outfit so that will be a, a good test for us and Kingston are always a good side um, certainly on their home ground on the uh, sort of artific artificial surface so um, I would imagine both of those will be up there and um, hopefully we'll be up there amongst the mix as well. Now um, one final um, um, question Brett I, I was looking through uh, the uh, the bulletin that Tom Hiscock produces for the for the Western League, and I noticed that um, you know you had forty five people at the game against Chippenham Park on on Saturday, and um, one of the things that we've tried to champion on on the podcast is you know wanting we want our listeners, we want the Tool Station Western League family, we we want those um, we we want those crowds to be bigger. Um, I mean, have, it, obviously you do as well, but I mean, is there? You know, what, what, what are we missing out on? What, what, what's, what's, a, what's, a, what's a Saturday afternoon at, um, at Coffleston Road like? Well, do you know what? I think um, it's a ground that uh, people need to come and have a look at. Um, I think they'd be surprised that uh, it's got to be one of the most picturesque grounds in the tool station um, with the Quantock Hills in the background. The ground is, you know, beautiful ground to come and uh, watch football. And we do try and play good football, good passing football and entertain. So, you know, it would be great to see, you know, more spectators supporting a, a local side. I mean, one of the initiatives that has been championed by, um, certainly by Kerry Miller, the Western League's press officer, is the idea of Friday night football um, to try and help clubs not compete on a Saturday with that sort of already saturated market. You know, is that something that you would consider? Well, I think um, it would be a certain consideration, yeah. And my thanks to Brett for his time. And the other, um, uh, the other result in the uh, in the first division, Tom, which I think your uh, caught your eye was um, was was at Warminster Town. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so obviously they finished finished uh, bottom of the pile last season. So a pretty tough season for them. Uh, but yeah, now they're on the back of two straight wins. So they sit up in third. I know it's very early, and some teams have only played once, etc., etc. But yeah, uh, a two-one win uh, home to to Sherborne Town for them on Saturday. Um, they had to come from behind to, to claim the points as well, so Sherbourne were ahead. Uh, Charlie Walton then uh, managed to grab the equaliser before a 16-year-old scored the winner. That was Jake Wright. Uh, 15 minutes from time, he, he yeah, he scored for the for the Warmers beside. And yeah, um, as I say, uh, up into third, <laughs> very early season, but two wins from three. And yeah, they'll be extremely happy with how they started. I hope it, hope it continues for them. 
excellent stuff. Now we'll uh, we'll take a look at the fixtures coming up, and really this uh, this week's midweek um, fixtures are really dominated by those FA Cup replays. Um, Chipping Sodbury Town um, entertain Reading City. Canesham Town are at home to Bodmin Town, and Longwell Green Sports take on Western League rivals Hallen. Um, the uh, the chipping uh, the chipping Sodbury and Canesham games kick off at seven forty five. Longwell Green against Hallen is a seven thirty kick off, and two matches on Wednesday the fifteenth of August. Again, FA Cup replays. Wellington entertain Bridport at as a seven forty five kick off, and Willand take on Shepton Mallet, and that's a seven thirty kick off. Now then, Tom, you've had a look at the fixtures on um, Saturday the eighteenth of August, and um, and I think. Uh, I think there's a there's a clash involving uh, uh, this week's podcast guest, Bitten, that's caught your eye. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so they're back at home. Uh, they take on Hengrove, obviously. Uh, tough loss uh, in the cup uh, on the weekend. But Bitten, yeah, definitely uh, made a fantastic start. Two wins from two in the league and obviously the 7-0 uh, FA Cup triumph. So they look like an absolute force uh, this season. If early early signs or anything to go by. So, uh, yeah, Hengrove get the, the task of travelling travelling to take them on this weekend uh, and then also uh, Buckland who's uh, uh, had had nothing down to start they travelled to take on Roman Glass uh, another another game that stands out uh, Roman Glass obviously scoring a fair few but potentially conceding uh, conceding more than they'd like at this stage of the season but yeah uh, I, would, I would expect there to be a fair few goals there in that Premier Division tie well, if memory serves me correctly, correctly, there was a fair few goals the last time Bridport and Bradford met in the Premier Division last season. So I would imagine that would be a, a good game for the uh, for the spectators to get to. And the other one that's caught my eye: Sheffield United against Hallen. Um, neither of these sides have had a particularly good start to the season, so you'd expect both would be targeting this ca- uh, match to try and to try and build some uh, momentum. So that could be um, uh, could be one to watch. And now said that probably be a nil all draw. Anyway, never mind. Uh, and in the first division, Tom, um, you talked about them last week uh, on the podcast, Ashton and Blackwell United. Yeah, I think two of the teams that we maybe tipped to, to, to challenge for promotion this season, Ashton and Blackwell, are at home. Uh, two devices uh, both made uh, pretty pretty decent starts. I mean, Ashton and Blackwell uh, undefeated so far in the league, played two. Uh, and devices probably not quite where they'd want to be, but they have, uh, yeah, uh, down in 13th, but they've won one, lost one. So, yeah, I expect that to be a, a pretty good tie. And I think the two teams we kind of mentioned during our uh, first division roundup from Saturday's games there that um, potentially started better than we expected. So Bishop's Lily, they get another home game. Uh, they take on Bristol Telephones on Saturday afternoon. Uh, and then also Warminster, obviously, uh, and, uh, yeah, back at, back at Weymouth Street to take on Porter's Head. So, uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see if uh, Warminster can continue their fantastic start to the season against uh, Porter's Head, who are looking for their first point still. Brilliant stuff, Tom. Thanks very much um, for that. Thanks very much for your time, as always. And of course, you have been—you've had a well—you've had a mammoth task, haven't you, to to write this uh, this week's um, um, this week's bulletin? I imagine uh, I was almost expecting the opening words uh, to be "It was the best of times; it was the worst of times." Indeed, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I enjoy writing about all the games, so yeah, I keep it coming. I mean, yeah, more more midweek games, more FA Cup games. Hopefully, with our teams progressing, so yeah, not not a problem at all. But yeah, good fun. And can the listeners read your words in the non-league paper? Indeed, yes. A couple of hundred words on the, uh, yeah, I think it was last week's uh, midweek Premier Division ties. So that will be in the Step 5 and 6 section in the non-league paper, yeah. Excellent stuff. Tom, thank you very much for your time. 
And, uh, well, business as usual, I suppose, when we get back to the bread and butter of the league, when we speak next season, uh, next, next season, when we speak next week, I'll, um, I mean, we will have a, a few FA Cup replays to consider as well, and it will be interesting to see whether, particularly for those sides that we're not familiar with, uh, you know, not in our league, whether Chipping Sudbury can overcome Reading City and whether Canesham um, can get the better of Bodmin Town. But for, for well, from Tom and myself, this has been another Tool Station Western League podcast.